Hi, this is Ann Cavera with Episode 8 of Speeding Past 80. Thanks for joining me again around my kitchen table. This morning's episode is called Scammed Again. It happened again yesterday morning, and that wasn't the first time. Trouble had come calling a couple of years ago, but I was ready for that one. The first time the caller ID listed a city we used to live in, so I picked up the phone thinking I was about to hear a friend's voice. Instead, it was the super-duper friendly computer guy, anxious to help me with the terrible things happening right that minute inside my computer. That morning, I was in no mood to deal with his nonsense. So, I put on my sweet but addled little old lady persona. After all, wasn't that what he was hoping to hear? So I said, oh my... You know, they were talking about this very thing on the TV this morning. He said, really? And he sounded surprised. Yes. They said people would be calling to help with my computer, and this is a scam. No, 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 I assure you, ma'am, your computer has serious issues, and if you don't let me help you, it will be, you know, they said you would say these very same words. Oh, goodness, here you are saying exactly what they said you would. I think you're one of those scammers. I would never do that to you, said the caller. Yes, I think you would. This is a scam. Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. He hung up before I did. He did not call back. Never mess with an old woman before she's had her coffee. These days, I almost never answer a number I don't recognize. I've read dozens of reports on how we can avoid scams, and so I believed I was scam-proof. Until yesterday morning. The phone rang with just a number, no name on the caller ID. The number looked kind of familiar, and since I had placed a call to a doctor's office and was waiting for them to get back to me, I picked it up. At first, the voice on the other end was garbled and faint with background noises. I could barely make out words. My thought was that it was the doctor's office, and these were office noises in the background, so I said, who am I talking to? A male voice came through clearly now, and it sounded kind of teenage-ish and a little sad. It's me, Grandma, your grandson. My brain switches from doctor's office to a certain grandson, his dad was coming over later, so now I'm thinking perhaps this grandson is calling to let me know things are running a little late at their house. What's up? I ask, fully believing I am talking to my grandson. There was a bit of a pause, but that's okay. The grandson I'm thinking of sometimes pauses before he speaks. Grandma, I've been in a car accident. Instantly, utter horror sweeps through me. Our children and grandchildren mean more than life itself. So now I am running on raw emotion. Because you see, it's not me we're talking about here. Jim and I are like those nameless dudes that beam down to the planet with Spock and Kirk. As soon as we saw those nameless dudes beam down, we knew they weren't coming back. They were the expendables. Of course, no human life is expendable, but those of us of a certain age know we're not getting off this alien planet alive. We're not so worried if it's all about us. But if harm has come to a child or grandchild, 
The cause of that harm is now dealing with the Incredible Hulk. Okay, the Incredible Hulk with flabby muscles and gray hair, but still, all that raw, powerful rage is there. And so I say, oh no, are you okay? A sad voice answers, no, my nose is all bloody and bandaged. My face is all swollen. Oh, sweetie, I am so sorry. What on earth happened? Now there's a longer pause and his voice drops just a bit. Well, Grandma, can we keep this just between us? Ah, that was the moment the light bulb turned on. There's been no car accident. This is not my grandson. There's no broken nose, no swollen face. I hang up before the skunk on the other end utters another word, and I'm not even angry. I'm relieved my grandson is fine. I am angry with myself for being lured in. Of course the con artist wants me to keep quiet. That way he can take my money, and when I finally realize what's happened, I would be too ashamed to let the people who love me know. I do have a few words for the scammer. The thing I'm most disappointed in isn't that you tried to scam me. That's on you. What disappoints me the most is that I almost let you get away with it. But what if my brain was a little foggier? What if I believed anything people told me? What if I lived alone and had no one to talk to for days on end so that the sound of any human voice was a welcome relief? What if I heard so seldom from my grandchildren I had no idea how their voices sounded? Or what if you are trying to convince some lonely widow that she and only she is the love you've been waiting for all your life? She'd gladly give anything she had to hear those words, and she often does. I'm thankful for AARP and all the other media who get the word out about how these things work. So, I have a word for those of you who spend your days trying to hijack our computers or impersonate people we love with the sole aim of robbing us. All of us have only a few brief days on this planet. There is something good, true, and magnificent about the gift of being human. You're missing the point. You are here with gifts that could help bring hope, peace, love, healing, and joy into this broken world. Don't you see? You are the victim of the worst scam of all. You've already lost something far more valuable than money. You've lost your heart. You're losing your soul. Climb out of the hole you've dug for yourself. In case you haven't noticed, things are pretty bad out here. We need for you to shine your light with us. Thanks for listening. This is Ann Cavera, Speeding Past 80. And if you'd like to know more about how to work together with groups to heal what's broken in this world, pick up a copy of How to Heal Our Divides by Brian O'Lane. Thank you.